Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey, everybody, and welcome. It is August 6, 2021, and we thank you for joining us for our Friday shows live every Friday at 5 o'clock. Today, we're once again going to be talking a little bit about Olympics. Uh, this Olympics is wrapping up this weekend, which is really exciting. There's been a lot of fun stuff happening. Um, and then I know like in San Diego, there's been a lot of athletes with skateboarding and everything happening. It's been really fun to watch. But uh, before we get to all the Olympics, let's just catch up and see what's going on. I know uh, a lot of exciting things happening over in your your neck of the woods uh, with preparation for nursing and everything. Yeah, my orientate my orientation was today. So normally it's I think one eight hour day, but this year or this cycle it's two four hour days. So today was an online portion where we kind of went over meet your meet your people, they registered mm-hmm. us. And it was a very different registration process. Um, someone goes, Oh, hey, I'm registered. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I thought somebody would like reach out to me and tell me like, Okay, this is what's up? Do you have a preference? Because they're not set schedules for the everybody will not have the exact same schedule. There's a 100 of us. Yeah. And then so I went and looked and lo and behold, I have a balance due and a complete schedule and I never did anything. And I'm like, this is amazing. A little like, it was a little off-putting because I didn't have any say in it. I didn't get to pick which days, yeah, or even a preference at all. Um, but everybody who had their registration packets completed got registered today, um, automatically, and I mine was done, and mine's actually been done for a month. <laughs> I mean, I had an idea of what they would ask because I've applied to other. I applied to another school. So I had already started compiling everything. I already done my vaccinations, organized it all, like brought it in in order of what the list of requests were like front and back. Every page was in order because I might be a little crazy and, uh, but it paid off well. So, um, it's a, this I'm not, and I'm not actually even considered a full-time student. I technically only have nine hours this semester. But the workload with it is, but so like, for example, my schedule is I have a lecture from on Tuesday from 8am to noon, and then another one from one to two, and then another from three to four and I'm done. And then I'm in labs on Wednesday from 9am to six, I guess they usually wrap up, they can wrap up around four ish normally, but you have that space. And then I have clinicals this semester on Sunday from 12 to 4pm. So four hours. So, you know, your clinical stuff is broken up between lab and clinical time. And the first week I don't actually have, I'm not going to the hospital the first week. The first week is we meet on Sunday afternoon at the campus and we go over, um, I have to, so every semester I have to show my clinical instructor, um, my vaccinations, my flu shot stuff, everything. And, um, 
before because then I'm, I'm given a little badge that lets me walk through the hospital. So my student ID, which will say nursing on it, will is what lets me into the hospital. And then it's color coded again to let them know if I'm a beginning student, an intermediate, or advanced. So, um, so that's exciting. Um, you know, you just sort of listening to people talk about it today. It's like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, it was more like this. Oh dear. <laughs> I was gonna say in my calm you're saying, ass like way. <laughs> you're saying like it's all set up, but uh that I feel like the thing that makes it real, you have that bill ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um Chris, oh my god, Matt, my anxiety is building for you. I promise mine's been building since I was twenty-four um for this. <laughs> um but the nice thing is so when I log in, I can actually see how big my class is. <coughs> Excuse mm -hmm. me, I'm sorry. Um so all my classes, all the lectures, there's only 15 people. 15, there's a max of 20, but currently there's about 15. And that's where it's going to stay. Because um, mm. you can't just go class for class. Like your stuff yeah. is set up a certain way. So you have the right classes in the right order. So I only have 15 or 20 people in the class. And on my clinical site, the max is eight. And there's only five in mine. So I think that's a lot less stressful than having you know, 50 to 100 people in a major lecture. And then if you have to demonstrate something, demonstrating something in front of 100 people is really hard. Uh, but <laughs> it's like 15 or 20, you're more likely, because I'm going to see these people, the same people every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday, yeah. from August 23rd, the week of August 23rd to the week of December 11th. And um, now I'm sure every semester of my class, my little group will rotate, but there is only um, 95 to 100 of us that are max for the whole four semesters. So the nice mm -hmm. thing is I'm only going to see these same people this whole time. So we get used to each other and having that kind of, they encourage it. They encourage you to network, make friends with each other and work with each other and support each other, which yeah. is nice. The competition, right. The competition is over now when you're in your prereq classes. Sometimes your fellow students do your competition. They said for every one person accepted, six or seven did not get in. And that's oh, wow. San Antonio College. Like, this is a community college program, traditionally considered easier to get into. And um, that's that's a lot. So uh, the lecture was long today because, <laughs> of course, orientations <laughs> always include things that. <clears throat> yeah. One thing every school I've ever attended that did an orientation like this, the only thing I've ever. I like that they'll usually have presentations broken up. So they always provide contact information, what services they provide. I think some of them shouldn't happen until you've been on campus for a week or two, you know, where you kind of know yeah. what buildings are, you know, what things look like, you have points of reference and that they're not, you're not just sitting in a lecture hall or in our case, zoom, just listening to a stranger talk, you know, that they attach it as part of one of the classes, like, oh, hey, this person's coming into this class and then makes a presentation to a smaller group and you have more of an idea like, oh, yeah, I know where that building is. Yes, I know what that means. Whereas in the beginning, you know, you're getting all of this really good information, but you're trying to just make mental notes, write down everything because there was no, there is no follow-up email. There's no outline. Yeah. You're just kind of hoping you remember if you need it. But I learned that there's a lot of great resources they're putting in. Um, and it's something I wanted to talk about because, you know, we try not to overdo it, talk about COVID because we know, we know everybody's stressed.
to a point and it, if you're not listening at this point you're not listening so you know beating a dead horse at all but uh, i was curious on how are they going to handle us with being on campus going to clinical sites keeping us protected yeah so they are doing extra things to make sure that we don't really have to leave campus during the day you know that there's food kiosks and trucks that are there for the days that we're there for school and lectures so that we're we don't have to leave um campus and they did there was a lot of questions about you know is the vaccine mandated and i'm like y'all better be asking because you live far away from a site or something but um, yeah <laughs> yeah but one person our coordinator said so yeah we're not mandating it yet for us however we already have one clinical site that is asking for it so we do have to turn in our vaccination cards if we're vaccinated at this point it is considered voluntary i did not hear any rumblings that anybody had a problem with it they just wanted to know where to send the paperwork or what to do um chris i have a question i love shows like nurses and shows like that so are you going to be an intern like those actors um no i will so basically a student nurse does nurse things like you're just acting under supervision like uh your whole thing is like you have to basically like from day one well from the day we started getting emails it's like uh think like a nurse um so you know because we actually do deliver care we do do all those things we're just supervised and a super limited scope like like i'll yeah. have my stethoscope on me but i'm not likely on clinical days during the lab days maybe but clinical days i will likely not have to even carry it around my neck because you want to minimize a student accidentally being pulled into a situation that maybe they're they shouldn't be a part of yet without supervision or somebody watching chris i guess really being in hospitals yeah <laughs> um so i think for this semester it's going to be a little more low-key i don't even know what site i'm going to somebody did ask like hey where are you sending us like what possible sites mm -hmm. and the coordinator was like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> can anywhere in san antonio and i'm like oh shit yeah so, you know, those are very real things that happen to students. And this is actually very common, but I don't really talk about that part often because I'm not in, I was never really in it until now. So, yeah. and also COVID has changed a lot of things and schools are case by case in individually evaluating every situation. And it's very possible that if Delta rages too hard, that they could decide to just send us home again. And we would have to work. I would have to work um, from Zoom doing my extent, doing my classes, which is not so great. I mean, I love online work and I don't really want to drive 30 minutes to two days a week for lecture and lab. But at the same time, it's really important to me that I'm able to practice skills and learn things and be on top of it. And because I think y'all, you want your nurse to, uh, be involved you want them to know what they're doing so uh, we will all have plenty of ppe icus are full around here again and i'm scared for you to be in a hospital i will not be in a hospital for probably another month and at that point i will only be in the hospital if i'm even in a hospital setting which I, i'm pretty sure i will be um once a week for four hours at a time that's it like i'm not going to be called back in to you know work weekends or do do extra things and uh Unfortunately, I know that's recommended, but if they ask for student nurse help, I am very unlikely to provide it extra because I don't want to spend extra time in a hospital setting that I don't have to. Um, yeah. 
So we'll see how that goes. And I will definitely keep you updated because I think it's important for people to understand like what students are going through and uh, new medical staff because they are really like, yeah, we want you safe. We want you trained because we need you. But at the same time, like it doesn't help, you know, I mean, I am vaccinated. I had the Pfizer shot, um, which was like literally the least painful injection I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and I've had a lot. I've been stuck many times. It actually doesn't bother me anymore. It used to. I used to get really severe anxiety. And then I realized like, well, then I've seen some of the things that happen to people that didn't get uh, some of the injections I've had to have or some of the procedures I've had to have. And I'm like, yeah, like people compliment my teeth and my smile, but you want to know how I got there? Yeah, <laughs> I had to have a few procedures done. <laughs> and you know what? None of them hurt because of about five seconds of discomfort, not even pain. It was more like discomfort. Yeah. I get more stress on sticking their fingers in my mouth than I do the actual like needle. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are some people you meet that you're like, what do you do for a living again? Like, you, they just make you uncomfortable, you know? And then other people, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine. Go ahead. I'm not even paying so, attention to them. Um, what you're saying is when I meet you, don't put my fingers in your mouth? I didn't say that. <laughs> you think put fingers, not words, Cody. <laughs> uh, but that is so yeah, exciting. I'm so it is exciting, but there, like, there is the excitement of it's the next step in a career I wanted for a very, very long time. But there is a you know, it's a very real, like, oh, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really doing this and I'm super excited. And I've gotten a lot of support from Twitter from it. Cause you know, a lot of medical people are on Twitter and a lot of um, nurses and there's nurses in my family. Most of them don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's exciting that I get to do this. And now some people, um, one guy was going on today about nursing in a way that I'm just like, mm, not my style, but everybody has their different reasons for doing it and their wants for doing it and how it makes them feel. Um, I'm always there for the people. However, I'm not there for the job because every job, if you let them, will run you to death. So, yeah. you know, my, my love for it is in that one, I think it's, really fascinating because you get to see a lot you get to learn so much um i think it's a practical set of skills because you know i always took this very weird practicality with choosing careers and stuff i'm like well what if i want to move away or do something or have to move away or have to go do something what's something i can mm -hmm. do that i would love and i would always just kind of circle back to nursing and i'm like oh, that's hard it's going to take me two or three years to learn and get those skills and get licensed and um yeah but and look, I went ahead and did it anyway. But you know what? I Go did here. it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm technically yeah. starting. This is semester three of six. The whole program is actually six semesters. And then an additional three semesters if I want to get my bachelor's degree in nursing from the school, which they showed. Um, they were trying to promote that today because they got the accreditation to start that. Um, and they showed all the classes that you need. I have all of them, actually. All that's exciting them. too so i only actually need they might they could technically make me retake government uh like a u.s or u.s history one and two but i've taken other courses that are equivalent so it depends on the school so at most two but i technically have all of them 
So I could go back summer. I would graduate in spring of 23. I could graduate in spring of 24 with my bachelor's degree in nursing attending online. So, which is my actual plan. I, I want my bachelor's degree in it because um, this is going to sound petty. And Cody, I know this is going to, you're going to laugh about this, but growing up like really poor and around people who just kind of laughed about education were like, they did everything they could to skip every school and not really being overly encouraged outside of my family to continue my education. For the amount of times I've been called stupid in my life to walk out with two science degrees in things that I'm passionate about. Not that a degree really means anything. I didn't do this for anybody else. I did this for me. So it's mm -hmm. a personal accomplishment of mine for myself that I care about. And I'm very excited to have done something for myself and put to get, put to use every single credit I've ever taken. <laughs> I'm super that, excited for myself. Yes. That's so exciting. So soon everybody nurse Matt will be here. Uh, of course, we also, it's not just Nurse Matt, it is official that it is author Matt, author Matt. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Do you know, I've uh, literally forgotten that I wrote that. <laughs> like, I love it, <laughs> and I think about it, and I'm even literally writing the sequel. I spend a day or two a week trying, sitting down and with it, but I don't think of, I try not to, like, let my head run away with it, because I have to focus on one thing at a time, Yeah. or I will literally go straight ADHD, <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> But everybody, <laughs> oh he has gosh. five ratings. He has five Thank ratings you. now. Yeah, did you see? Yay. I got the one, my one star. Woo! But yes, everybody, look at <laughs> Somebody this. Somebody wrote me a so one he, star. <laughs> he is a four star book. It's a four star book because uh, someone gave him a one star <laughs> without actually writing a review. They did not say why they didn't like it. They're like, we just don't like, like it. this. So, <laughs> I'm, I know me. I can think of reasons I give me a one star. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I'm, I wasn't actually mad. I just thought it was funny, and I'm like, "Damn!" But you do also. You also have uh, more people have actually uh, wrote reviews down for you for the book. Yeah. So that's exciting. I four whole reviews, which um, when you know. So next next Friday is Cody and I's one hundredth show. And Cody mentioned this yesterday. We were working on some episodes for everybody. And he wanted to reference on our 100th show, us talk, what the, some of the things we talked about. We did a live early on in 2019. It was like a, we just went on YouTube and did a live. We kind of didn't know what we were doing. It was terrible audio and video. Um, <laughs> and a little cringy. <laughs> but we talked about the book a little bit. And this was before I had written maybe 500 words of it, maybe 600 of it that were cons I consider canon. And uh, wow. <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> funny. And I was just talking about, I had not left my job yet. I had not actually done any of that. It was a few weeks before I quit my job and even finished my degree, my psych degree. I was still um, about two weeks. I was about a week from turning in my last assignment, which I took pictures of myself after I turned in my very last assignment. And I look tired. I look very tired. <laughs> but yeah, it was like that. You funny that you mentioned that. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. I we had talked about all those things, and now two plus years later, well, about two point five years later, <laughs> so many of those things so I've much. knocked off the list. So, so much has changed. Yeah. Um. 
So that's exciting. So that is what has been going on with Matt. Chris is saying, damn it, Karen, leaving one star with no review. Right. <laughs> that's so how Chris, you know you made it when you have petty review, people like that. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is what's happening in the world of Matt. But let's see what's happening in the world of Olympics. Um, so this is our current medal count. Of course, we only have, let's see, two days, about one and a half days left of actual competition before the closing ceremonies happen on Sunday. Um, obviously, there's the time difference, so they happen like Saturday night actually here. But um, so this is where we are. Hi, oh, Kitty. 99. Hi, Bobby. 99. Kitty just medals. showed up and just started talking. He's a chirper. <laughs> Kitty's like, let me on. Let me see if Salem uh, gets to be on. You. Here, we'll pull down the medals for a second and see if we can see Kitty. Oh, there's Kitty. Hi, Bobby. He's a very sweet little boy. <laughs> but he's I a love it. So when he lived, when he and Keith lived in their old house, he was a little more. He's always very, very sweet. But he was, um, he was an outdoor cat that adopted Keith. <laughs> So now, a couple years later, he's completely indoors, and since they've moved here, he acts more like a little puppy with Keith, and it's it's so damn cute. But um, <laughs> he has gotten more used to us. He did know us because we did interact with him at Keith's house, but yeah, now he lets us. You know, he shows up for pets, and he chirps and talks, and so that's been uh, that's been nice. It's, it's very that's cute, so of course. Cute. It's when it's completely quiet and you hear a meow that you're not used to hearing. You know, I'm very used to the other two sounds. Just mm. Kitty doesn't wear a collar yet. We're still working on him. Hey, hi, Keith. <laughs> Kitty, get out of there. <laughs> um, sometimes uh, we're still working to get a collar on him so he stops scaring the hell out of us out of nowhere. Because he's a little ninja. He'll show up out of nowhere and meow. And, you know... <laughs> Uh, Salem's the ultimate ninja since he is black. You can hardly see him, especially at night, because uh, the lights are off and we have like just the TV on, and you're walking, and you just get does he like well, you, I, you don't get swatted. You like get he like bites your feet and ankles. Does he like jump in like cling on to you when you do when he does it? Uh, I mean, when he like bites you, he starts falling down and starts trying to kick you. So it's not the it's not the greatest. <laughs> I wonder how old Salem actually is. He acts like a one year old, like a one year old cat, like right on the other side. Like still yeah, I feel he's pretty young, just because some of the earlier photos of when we first saw him outside, and then now he definitely has uh, grown. But he's being sweet. He finally he loves this. Uh, we have a like a beanbag chair um, that he sits in, and he just loves it. It's so yeah. When we too, started so. recording, by the way. Uh, I so before we ever go all on, online, Cody is on. Cody has to let me into the room, and then it connects our audio, and then um, I hear whatever we can hear what's happening at each other's houses. Right when you approved it, I don't know what Salem like bit something or got you, and because it was the opening audio went from silence in this house to you yelling through a microphone, and all of us jumped. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh he was he was trying to uh he was gonna lay here but then he started playing with the mic and trying to bite the foam on the mic and then i was like nope we're not having this today not today <laughs> uh of course everybody who's in the room thank you for joining us for the show uh 
if you're new to the show, just remember you can leave a comment in the chats, whatever platform you're on, we can see it uh, and we'll interact with you. So if you have something to say uh, on a topic that we're talking about, um, just put it in the comments. Or if you have some random topic, still just put it in the comments. Um, and today's a little more of a exciting. relaxed day because we're kind of getting ready to kind of transition a little bit. Um, we're going to keep the same format and everything for the rest of the season. But, um, you know, with uh, me going back to school, my demands are going to increase like tenfold on and i'm gonna have a lot less time to do things like this so it's gonna go zero to 100 for me really fast so sometimes um, you may have to deal with just me maybe i'll just do like a special show (laughs) (laughs) uh keith says cody did you get the purple mattress yet yes so um so we actually talked about it in uh one of the episodes that's coming out next week but if you're here you're going to get to hear it again. I'll go ahead and talk about it real quick. Uh, yes, the mattress finally arrived, which is really exciting because it was. It took over a month. They said it wouldn't take that long, but whatever. It kind of got lost for a bit, and no one knew where it was, and they, they were just like, oh, we're investigating. Finally arrived. Uh-huh. Uh, they brought it in. It was set up really quickly. They took the old mattress, which was great because it's always, it's always like a pain to get rid of a mattress, especially in California. Like It just is... It's pretty much difficult to do. Um, you basically have to take it to the the city dump, but then you have to have a vehicle that gets it there. Anyway, uh, it arrived. We made the bed. We have all we bought new stuff uh, this past weekend, making sure everything was set. And we slept on it, and it was amazing. <sighs> so amazing. Uh, Justin, act, well, his alarm didn't go off for some reason, and like he woke up late the first after the first night uh, because he slept so well. Now, normally, if the, his alarm doesn't go off or whatever, Ella will wake everybody up. She It's time to eat. She has her normal time to eat. She didn't even wake up. Uh, he actually was telling me the other day he uh, got up, showered, did everything. Normally, she's up whining, wanting food. Uh, he went into the kitchen, did some stuff, came back. She was still in the bed. She only got out of the bed when she heard the blender come on. Normally, again, she had been out of the bed for over an hour and a half. She loves the bed, too. Uh, she just, like... She's always on it. We think, actually, we were talking about it today, that because of the grid system, it, like, really keeps you cool, more so than, like, uh, memory foam, because that can get warm sometimes. Uh, So because the grid, there's constant air in there. And since we think she doesn't really press down on the grid because it just kind of evenly balances her weight, it's just, like, cool air all the time on her. Uh, But it's amazing. I love it. Uh, I don't know why anyone (laughs) else would get any other mattress but a purple mattress, purple pillows. Even the purple sheets, amazing. Uh, and yes, Chris, purple does need a sponsor uh, us <laughs> uh, so we can get one for the guest room. And then uh, Matt can get some pillows and cushions and mattresses. Uh, yeah, we'll I would get totally recommend purple. Uh, Chris, yes. Wow, I need to get a purple mattress now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> amazing. The best bed I've ever slept on in my entire life. And Justin was also talking about today um, that he was like worried about it a little bit because it was like, it, it, it's an expensive mattress. Uh, we didn't get the most expensive one. Like the time when we first talked about this and I told Matt, I wanted the number four, we ended up getting the number three. Uh, and I'm glad we got that one. But uh, uh, he was talking about that. He was like, a little worried because it was so expensive that like would he regret it after he got it because sometimes you make a big purchase and then it's just like eh, it's yeah. good but it's eh, scary was nobody it worth talks it? about that when you're a kid 
when you're learning about adult things, nobody talks to you about um, buyer's regret. And it is real. It is strong. Even if it's something that's really beneficial. And one of my friends who I would say he's a fairly successful person. He's just very responsible. And he, but he always told me when I was getting older, he's like, if you have to buy something, try to buy the best version of the thing that you want. Like, you know, assuming that you like it and take care of it. But he's like, because that version of it, it's a good, if you researched it right and got the good quality version that you like, you'll never be trying to replace it. You'll be happy with it and just take care of it. And I try to practice that, but I also, I don't want to say I'm a full on minimalist. I just, I got so used to not really having a lot of things I don't need in the house because I had a big dog for a very long time. A 60 pound clumsy ass dog is not, it's just not the kind of dog to have and then have things that can get knocked over. Um, and even then I still lost uh, a few tables, shelves and planters and things like that. Her and Simon got into a chase one day tore through the second floor of the con of the townhouse and took out, I don't know how many things and broke several things. And I, you know, I think every <laughs> pet owner has that story at some point, you know, and I've been pretty lucky, but I never wanted to. And also, I mean, I always have done most of the cleaning and Chris would know that, especially, you know, having him known me when I was much younger, I somehow like always did all of the cleaning at that time in those years. And less to clean around less to clean up like just ah, uh, so frustrating and chris i'm so bad about buying small cheap stuff but i have major buyer's regret when it comes to a bigger purchase um yeah so it, <laughs> david has almost had to buy like what i needed a laptop or something i almost just have to let him do it because i'll just overdo it i'll just overwork my mind on um what what i should but what's wild it's only for me when we needed to buy him a new computer, like he needed a desktop finally, and because he'd been working off laptops forever, and he needed one, he was like, "Oh, well, what do you think?" I was like, "Well, I don't care." You know, I I was never worried about him spending way more to get way more than he needed. We're very much like get what we need versus like getting a ton of something. So it's never I've never worried that he was going to do that. So when he's like, "Oh, what do you think?" I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, whatever you think's best for you. You know, you you." are smarter than me at this stuff. I don't know. And I just have total and complete trust. So me sit down to buy something. Well, I don't know if I want to spend that. Oh dear. Well, do I really need that? I don't need that. I don't need it. I'm fine. And then a month later, David's like, didn't you need that? Well, not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I think he's it... in the next room, probably either ignoring me entirely or like, like staring down his phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally a true thing but uh yeah so no regrets here the mattress came it's lovely everybody loves it um and yes please sponsor us purple uh it would be amazing uh be really again, fun to leave I'm... like a yelp review um <laughs> as like you know like signing off as like oh hi i'm one of their tricks or something you know like it was just really <laughs> comfortable you know <laughs> even with the handcuffs and then ball gag in i just slept so well <laughs> Yes, I'm, that would be your review. That would be the review, I guarantee. <laughs> Again, I would not recommend any other mattress but a purple mattress. Oh, I best mattress ever. Totally well, <laughs> I mean, I could. I uh, guess this is the Sunday late night. Sunday late night. <laughs> we might Never, have to kind I, of merge some... them a little bit because Sunday late nights are becoming a challenge with like work and school. 
and uh, David goes back to work too. So he has to get up really early. Um, do you know, I have been up at 6 a.m. this week. Did you know that, Cody? That's that's early. And because I went to sleep between 10, 1030 and midnight and I got up the other day, I was at the gym, like I warmed up and then I was on the leg press at 635 in the morning. And this morning I got to the gym and started today as a cardio. I planned it as a cardio day. I got there and I biked for 30 minutes. So 5.6 miles later, I'm like, <sighs> Matt is secretly one of those amazing Amazon review writers. Do y'all remember a couple of years ago? Oh, it's probably more than a couple of years ago. Now there was a review for, um, Bic pens or something. It was like more of a, an effeminate pen. And it, the reviews were so funny. It was one of these guys was like, I use this pen and then I got it. Then I got my period. And, you know, it was just like, like they were so freaking ridiculous and outlandish and they were all so funny. And they, they brought me a lot of joy. Aki says, I think all the viewers should get purple mattresses too, you know, for reviews. Here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, not that it would be a good thing. I, it, would, it would be a lot off, but it would be expensive. But if they sponsor us, they give uh, discount codes and then we get uh, we would get a percentage. What would, be, that. what would but be our discount you would get, code? I, what would it be well, called? Well, hopefully they would let us choose it. Uh, but uh, I feel like it would just become a cast. Would it be... <laughs> Matt, we got to keep it G-rated. Yeah, I know it's a bad. I was going to say, like, well, you know, you buy all these pillows, and it's like, are we going to call it, like, you know, use, use discount it does, code it does, Cody's uh, Cakes wait, to does, get, you know. <laughs> it does. Uh, it doesn't come with it. You have to purchase it separately, but there is a mattress protector. I know some people would find this mattress protector uh, very useful. Uh for uh, extracurricular activities, especially the reviewer that wait has to sleep in the ball gag and hood and and uh, handcuffs. I mean, uh, I I know this is a Friday <laughs> show, but I did have a I did have a friend do this certain activity in their bed, but they didn't have a mattress protector, and I was like, uh, that's wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was not there. I'm there now. Yeah, I mean, I don't oh. want to just straight up tell everybody what it is, but I'm really. Uh, I get it now. I'm you like... can do it by yourself, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of liquid. <laughs> uh, Chris says, "Look up sugar-free gummy bear review on Amazon." I oh, my oh my god, the sugar bear, the sugar-free gummy bear one is some of the funniest shit I've ever read in my life. If you want, only eat these if you want to have your intestines power washed. <laughs> they were so funny. <laughs> David and I still laugh about that. It was the Haribo um, sugar-free gummy bears. And even now we go to Target or something, if we see them, we start laughing because we're, you know, we're completely children, actually. And they, uh, they think so they're coded. children. Wait till I go with them to the store. And I'm just like, these are my two dads. Dads. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, going to do it. We're going to, and I'm going to film it. suffers at our hands so greatly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we literally terrorize them. Uh, also, on sugar. Him, um, uh, the other day was like, I was like, you know, what are you going to, what's going to happen when he comes home, like from a date or something? And then we run out into the yard in our jammies, like, dad, dad, you got to tuck us in. <laughs> Oh we gotta be holding like teddy bears. <laughs> yeah, well, you need to be in a onesie. <laughs> Actually, David, I'm, 
I would have a Scooby-Doo onesie because I love Scooby-Doo. David's would be a Sailor Moon onesie. Okay. okay. Uh, Kitty just me. I don't know if you heard Kitty chirp just now, but it, the timing was great. <laughs> well, I was going to... Oh, Let's see. Well, Are you I looking can't... at the... Well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna. There was something with a onesie and a diver, but uh, it won't let me download it because they're considering that uh, dangerous. Um, they're doing <laughs> Keith, something dangerous. Keith, also go with it. <laughs> cameras, I we got to set up cameras at your house, and then everyone no, can watch. Like, can we make your house? We'll make your house like a cam house. <laughs> <laughs> a Bucky's onesie. <laughs> love it love it uh uh let's look real quick though uh um at those metal counts like i was saying oh yeah sorry cody (laughs) we're at 99 uh medals total uh the united states has 31 gold 36 silver 32 bronze china still number two and of course three is the russia olympic committee scams over there i don't know i feel like there's some i i don't know if they should have been allowed again to participate this year but whatever. And Great Britain at four. Um, yeah, China still has the most gold. It looks like they'll probably win the gold medal race. And uh, it doesn't look like anybody's going to catch up to the United States for total medals. Um, so that's that's really exciting. I thought this was interesting, uh, Matt, that um, here in San Diego, if we were considering San Diego uh, as its own country, um, we would rank number 21 in all the world for most medals won. Uh, having 11 medal winners uh, from San Diego, four of them gold, two silver, and five bronze, which is Congratulations, San Diego. Yes. And one of those people from San Diego who uh, did win, um, well, I thought I had this. Uh, They won in um, skateboarding. Uh, They got the bronze medal, which was super exciting. Uh, I'll pull that up real quick. he uh, participated in uh, the free uh, skate portion of skateboarding. I don't really, there's different events in skateboarding. I really didn't know the difference between all of them. I'm not the best when it comes to skateboarding. It's fun to watch. I love all the tricks. But uh, he won the bronze medal, Corey. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, he did some like pretty crazy tricks. I sometimes wish that I could uh, be a skateboarder. Um, but. Then I'm like, well, the problem is to get to a level where you could actually do cool things, you're going to fall down a lot. And I don't want to be bruised. Yeah, but here that's a deal, though, I guess, because you start young. (laughs) You get used to being, like, dropped and thrown and tripping. Well, you're not as heavy when you're younger. So when you fall, it's not as, like, detrimental. You're also not as old. So if you're like, if I'm do, starting skateboarding now, I'm older, I, my body is weaker. I'm just like, it's not going to end up well. <laughs> Did you ever have a serious injury or anything while you were uh, a gymnast? Or do uh, no, just some pulled muscles. Yeah, I, Thankfully, I, I was lucky. All I ever did was I think, uh, you know, a couple of sprained wrists, sprained ankles, you know, because you tumble a lot, you know, you fall down. I mean, like tumble down mm-hmm. the stairs because of you know, because I'm clumsy. <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, what were we doing? What were we doing? Uh, I was. Oh, it was this weekend, and we were getting something for Gabe uh, because he's about to go back out on tour, and so he was here Monday, and it was his last like time before we like take him to the airport. Um, 
coming up soon. And we, so we got him like this uh, powder you put in coffee um, from one of our favorite coffee places. Uh, and That's so, so we, sweet. we stopped there to get it. And, but I, cause I'm wearing a mask now when we go out, but I, I forgot to get my mask out of the car and there was no parking. So Justin like dropped me off. And then I was like, ah, dang it. I have a cloth mask attached to the bag that I carry. I was like, okay, this will do. It's not great. It's not what I want, but it'll do. Anyway, then I saw that he parked right outside. So I was like, okay, no, uh, I'm having to wait in the line because they had one person doing everything and there was people in front of me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run out real quick, grab my mask and then come back in. Uh, but as I stepped off to get to the car, I stepped off the curb, like almost like sprained my ankle. And then we stopped to get sandwiches right after that. We just went, it was like really nearby. So we like drove like uh, 30 seconds to get to a parking lot, get out, walk to get sandwiches. I stepped wrong again, same ankle, almost <laughs> messed it up again. And then I did something. Oh, I did something else the same day. Uh, once we got home, same ankle. Almost messed it up again. Oh, I almost slipped. That's what it was. Uh, hi, Salem. Salem is joining me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> but I don't think I could learn to do. Like uh, you're any... like destined to like fall on your butt that day, apparently. I guess yeah. so. Says, but um, they opened a Bucky's north of him and it is anxiety inducing with all the people, but still awesome. First time ever eating gas station food. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Bucky's is an experience. It, it's like an entire experience to go there. Do they have them in your parts of Texas, Cody? Uh, no. Really? They do not. I, I've never actually been to one. What? I don't understand. That just seems like something you would like. Well, because they, they didn't. They didn't open until after. They didn't open until after I had already left. So. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> I couldn't. Um, <laughs> I, couldn't I didn't know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I did not hear what you said. I was like, oh, it seems like something you would have known about or done a story on or gotten banged behind of, you know? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't that, isn't that a little too classy for that kind of thing? <laughs> doesn't it have to be like a, ooh, a sketchy one? Salem, you're being Any cute. gas station take be a, a shady gas station if you believe, Cody. You really need to believe a little more, you know? Kind of like, you okay. know. I believe, believe in everything and anything. Oh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, I know you were excited about this probably. Thank thank goodness. Simone Biles did get to participate. We talked about last week she had pulled out a team event, and then she pulled out of all the individual finals, and each day it was another uh, individual thing that she pulled out of, and it was like, is she going to uh, be able to participate and have that one chance, obviously, dealing with the the mental issues that we had talked about and the safety concerning that but she felt good enough and was able to do the balance beam and walked and away with a yeah bronze medal that's exciting i always thought if i was in the olympics uh i wouldn't have first i would want a gold i would want a gold medal um but i would also i feel like want to have silver and a bronze medal like i would want all feel my eyes rolling <laughs> you just want one of each yeah i would like one of each like i i would want a gold first because you, you need to get a gold but then like i wouldn't have an issue getting a silver and bronze because like you want to complete the collection right now i understand michael phelps you know like 
He doesn't have a silver or bronze. I'm, I don't know that for sure, but he has a lot of gold medals, but it's like, <laughs> do you want to be complete the collection? I don't know. He says, but I, was, I was so happy for her. <laughs> no, that's really great that she medaled. I think that's what she got on the balance beam a couple years ago uh, back in Rio. I think she uh, got a bronze on the beam, but it was great that she was able to participate and um, she adjusted her routine to be more comfortable doing it. And um, that's so, so crazy that, you know, her, I guess, le the least amount of performance and she still walked away with two medals, you know? Yeah, I, I heard her talking about uh, the dismount was the thing because you don't do a lot of twisting and tumbling. Uh, and that was that was the worrying problem um, with right. the situation. And so the dismount is what would be the problem potentially. And so they went, they were like, okay, we can do the dismount. Uh, that is less points that I did like, I don't know, like five years ago, you know, like one of her beginning dismounts that she ever did. And she was like, oh, it was kind of a learning experience to try to learn to like do that because even though she was disoriented at times, her body still had some natural ability to do the more extreme. And so it was kind of like quick learning thing to like draw it back down to do that. Um, We're actually watching your thing on that to explain like how she helped herself and they modified her routine to make sure she didn't accidentally twist and lose, lose track of herself and hurt herself. So when she dismounted, um, Oh, I guess I should have talked. We should have talked about this. So you could pull the clip of it up. So when she dismounted, um, she grabbed her thighs and legs in the air and to keep them straight. So she wouldn't twist in the air. So she just flipped rather than mm. flipped and twisted. Um, and it was intentional in order for her to keep herself, you know, so she knew where she would know where she was and land on her feet. And, you know, with obviously, you know, I know I'm sure everybody loves seeing, you know, I mean, it's Simone Biles like, watching her performance like crazy, but their safety is, you know, the most important thing. So yeah, it was interesting. I'm glad she got to perform and I'm sure, you know, it's still crazy. Like, this the least she's performed. She still walked away with two medals. Like, <laughs> I mean, she still added two more medals to her collection. Because um, mm -hmm. I think she would I, still be considered a silver medalist for team because she did compete yes. technically. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, she did walk away with that silver medal as well. Uh, they were on the Today Show and they were asking, um, again, they were asking, what are you going to eat? And uh, so some of them said they were going to get steak. Uh, I think the same one, I can't remember which one of them says she was going to get pizza. And that's, I think it was, uh, uh, I can't remember her name right now. I'm going blank on which one, but uh, pizza and steak. And then they came to Simone Biles and she was like, um, like, what about, like, does a margarita count? And she said, she was like, and Jenna Bush was sitting next to her. And Jenna Bush was like, uh, yeah, it counts. I mean, we're from Texas, right? That counts. That's like, that's yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so Simone Biles is going to get that uh, margarita when her. she got back. Uh, and then they went that they went where they were in New York. It must have been crazy because they flew from Japan to be on the Today Show in New York. And then she flew back that same day. Uh, and got to Houston in the afternoon. And right, I got because they home. usually will do a tour, um, like a uh, after the Olympics. That most mm -hmm. of the the Olympians go out and do like a tour and demos and things like that. And um, so that's interesting. And I'm glad, you know, it's almost like this after seeing what happened. And you know, I think Simone's situation really highlighted like the dangers of people competing, because um, mm -hmm. many athletes came out and said that you know they tried to compete through it and broke. 
they broke things. They severely injured themselves. You mean you can suffer life altering changes and injuries or death from, you know, gymnasts have broken their necks, you know, like it, it happens. So I'm so glad she didn't try to push through it, that she made a point of a, of, you know, doing the right thing for herself and being able to stand up for herself and that her coaches and um, everybody supported her, which I thought was fantastic. Um, but obviously I think there's like this like slight relief, like, so I watched the, um, uh, her beamer team and I think I was like, there was like, <laughs> like almost like holding your breath, like watching it, like, oh God, okay. And, you know, I think when you watch any athlete do their thing, especially somebody who's like the pinnacle of their sport, it's just, they make it look so easy in any sport. You know, I mm -hmm. watched a lot of the, the skateboarders and stuff and I'm just like, they just make it like they're, they look like they're having a normal day at the park. But I'm just like, I could see different points where I would fall on my face and be skidding, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, so uh, I thought it was interesting. They were talking to uh, Sean White. Uh, he's kind of been a correspondent at the Olympics. And Sean White, uh, obviously, snowboarder. He also is from Southern California. Does so uh, started off doing skateboarding uh, as a kid. Um, and he was talking, and I never really thought about this, but uh, he was talking about, like, when he was in school, it was hard for him to take time off to go skateboarding because it's like uh, he gives a letter to a school or a teacher. Uh, I have to take off some time because I have to go skateboarding. And it's like and nobody takes uh, him seriously, not snowboarding. I mean, yeah. And no one takes him seriously. And it's like, because, you know, at that point in time, going back, you know, a handful, 10, 15 years ago, it, you know, it was like, that's not a sport. I mean, we had X games, but even that was like X games was created because it was like, these things were considered not sport ish like, and so they created the X games. Um, but I, I was like, Oh, I've never thought about that because I can imagine like you give a letter to your teacher. Like I have to go do some snowboarding things. And it's like, uh, do you really have to go snowboard? But it's like, no, this is, this is, I do sports. This, this is, is my sport. Um, right. And on that topic about uh, we uh, sports uh, and new sports coming in, skateboarding, it was the first year here at the Tokyo Olympics, which is really exciting. And I love that a lot of people from, a lot of contestants uh, and sports people from Japan uh, walked away with medals um, because I thought that was exciting. Uh, we, I, I thought Americans were going to walk away with a lot more than they did, but I'm glad that Japan... Uh, did that in skateboarding, but the International Olympic Committee did announce today, Matt, that they are going to recognize cheerleading as a sport. And so the next step, it will be petitioned um, to become an, uh, in the Olympics, uh, potentially uh, in Los Angeles for 2028. Uh, so cheerleading uh, could be joining the Olympics now. So they do something was... pretty crazy. It's actually kind of surprising that, because like when people compete, they're, I mean, they're like screaming and tumbling and it's all coordinated. And it's not just like, you know, when we watch team events in um, like a lot of Olympic, it's a lot of times team is a lot of individuals working together. And mm -hmm. if one of them screws up, it could screw the team's score. They're not necessarily doing, unless it's like synchronized swimming or something like that. But holy crap, man! The injuries I've seen from cheerleading—I think it's what I worry about being an being a nurse—is you know you see. I mean, I've seen them from just my view, and it, like when I was the uh, when I worked at the urgent care, you just see kids coming with sports injuries, and um, oh my god, 
commonly sprained wrists and ankles. Mm-hmm. That was super common. You know, somebody tripped, somebody fell, bad catch, bad throw. Whether it was a human, a baseball, or a soccer that they caught in the hand or the face, you know, and it just, it just yeah. happened. I've always said um, cheerleading is a sport. A lot of people disagree with that, but it, it requires a lot of practice, a lot of effort, a lot of strength and energy to do that, that uh, your normal everyday person that's making these comments could never, ever do in their life. Yeah, even when it's a sport <laughs> I'm not really interested in, I'm still recognizing that I'm looking at somebody who is likely the best at what they do, even if it's not something that I particularly would ever want to do. Um you know, I'm just like, damn, you know, they, I, they still put in years of their life to become good at what they do because they're passionate about it or they love the sport or they love what they do or whatever it is about it. Cause yeah. I think it's cool. They're expanding the Olympic sports. I feel bad for some of the younger people that maybe don't want to do it. Like parents forcing kids to do these sports. Yeah. Like the whole idea of like stage parents is really like kind of scary, you know, like people that Matt, don't do want to be good at it. Do you think I would be a, a stage parent. You want me to answer that? I probably would be. I wouldn't like force them if they were just like, no. But if they were, if they wanted to do the sport, I would be the one that's like, oh my God, yes, we're going to get you all this stuff. We're going to do this. Yes, let's put you on it. Let's get you on everything. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, um, We kind of had the, David and I kind of had the thing, although we've ultimately decided not to do kids. And we did talk about like, you know, we talked about all the things like, okay, if we have kids, like what are we kind of feeling like? how like how to support our kid in the arts and sports and it's like okay we want them to try things but at the same time like i don't want them to basically like be able to run amok like okay one art and one sport a year and that's it like <laughs> because we want to be able to support them and afford it you know and yeah can be get expensive. them through it and be able to support them in it so yeah if they want to stick with it for a couple years and then change okay yeah fine i mean i know some sports kind of run concurrently and that's not my issue i just don't want you, you don't want that you wouldn't have wanted them to do like do this for like a few weeks and be like eh, i'm gonna do this one and do this one eh, right this, and just you know like, because they might change because oh their friends are doing it so they want to try it too yeah That's exactly fine. but you, you know you uh, gotta commit to it like for a little bit <laughs> chris also says uh i just want the kids to actually want to do it and not being forced to do it um right yeah it's super i um and keeping them healthy a lot of these kids are you know forced to compete to a point where you know their parents have invested you know, a lot of times parents are taking out mortgage, second mortgages in order to fund their kids' training and um, and everything. So there's a lot of pressure on the kid to at least go through with it. So yeah, Chris, yeah, I think you're completely right on this whole topic, actually, because uh, these sports parents are just like uh, parents who like have their kids do acting and stuff. Um, there's you know a lot of pressure put on everybody um, about that. You know, one thing uh, I feel like if I had a kid. Uh, I would want them to try things or explore things. I wouldn't like force them to do it. But also at the same time, I know for me, like there probably are many things that I wish that I would have tried now. But when I was younger, I was too shy to do it. Um, And so that's one of the things that I, I wouldn't have wanted my parents to force me to do something, but maybe like a little push to do it. Like, because it's like, you can't be too shy. Like get out of that comfort zone a little bit because you know, again, now I would have been like, oh, my God, I wish I would have done that. But at the time, I was super shy. Yeah. Uh, I would that's definitely, one thing. Now that I know the symptoms to recognize and like what I see in myself, 
I would absolutely, you know, I'm not going to drag them by their hair to a sport, but it's like, no, you're going to try something. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But it's important to at least try. And if you're not a sports person, you prefer the arts, great. Or or the other, or both, that's fine. Just whatever it is, we're going to try stuff. mm. (laughs) One of the things, uh, I helped start like a a youth theater uh, where I'm from. And I I would probably for sure (laughs) push my kid to do uh, this theater or some sort of theater program uh, because uh, there were many people who were very shy kids and once they did this it really opened them up and then now you would never know that they were like a shy kid uh, and it's been multiple kids who have gone into this and they really didn't want to do it and they were kind of really shy about the situation and not that that carries on to being an actor or doing acting things but I do help it help I think it helps develop uh, a kid not to be right. as shy and to open up a little bit more and to maybe do sports and stuff because they right. might and be it's afraid also, I to think do it's it. in a more controlled environment too you know when you kind of expect kids to just like oh they'll learn about it at school well if they happen to have a teacher or classmates that are total monsters to them it may not ever help them open up it may they might do what they have to do and immediately shut down even harder and then they start avoiding situations or opportunities that they may have liked or you know or at least wanted to try you know, no, like you said, it's like you're not saying that, oh, they're going to become like some A-list actor, but it's more about trying something and fighting, <sighs> way, bless you, to, to help be less shy, be more comfortable speaking and projecting and putting yourself out there. Goodness. Um, yeah, I'll, although I would love for them to be an A-list actor. I would be all for that. <laughs> Cody, you know, I'm, you know what's I'm, like, I'm a... I, this would be Cody's like, oh, yeah, you know. I, ugh, them theater kids. I bully them. What's your kid do? He's a theater kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris says, same Cody. I love swimming and my parents wanted me to be on a swim team in high school, but obviously I couldn't be in a speedo around guys that I liked. LOL. Well, I do have a speedo video in a minute for everybody. So stay tuned, everybody. Uh, real quick, uh, someone else that was exciting. A new sport was uh, climbing. Uh, and Nathaniel... Coleman won silver for the United States in the men's combined sports of climbing. Oh my God, Matt. So I, so I knew this was coming to the Olympics, but I didn't really fully like realize what is entailed in uh, a sports version of this where, you know, you're getting points and everything like that. Uh, This is, uh, so there's three parts to what he did combined. Uh, So there is speed climbing which you have to go straight up as fast as you can and they were doing many of these olympians were doing it in five seconds then there's a thing called bouldering where you have to like there's you have to get over certain boulders climbing up a wall and then the sixth or the third one was a thing called rappelling where you have a rappel rope and you have to climb this thing. And there, there is I've like you gone, know i've actually rappelled and gone rock climbing up real mountains by the way yeah i have done that and i've rappelled down a mountain too if you can imagine it, there's pictures um, when I was uh, this was, yeah, it was crazy because it's not only vertical because once you get up, then there's like an angle. And so they're like hanging and have to climb. Uh, so here is a video of the speed climbing. Hang on. Well, it's going to be smashed, but you can see how fast they're just going up that wall. That's not sped like, up. That, no, this is not sped up. Can you play that? Again? Oh my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I was That's shocked. Insane. Because, you know, again, 
Like it is just those tiny little, and they're just going bam, bam, bam. It's like uh, Plinko, but opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is this? Because it's so fast. It's five seconds. And it's like, oh my God, I I would get like two things up and be like, "Uh, this is not happening. I would totally Uh, face plant. But, I totally. Uh, it's exciting. So I've discovered I love uh, this sport climbing and I love dressage. Dressage, of course, uh, is the dancing horses, basically. Um, I'm obsessed. So every time this is on, I'm going to have to be on the NBC Sports channel and just sit there and just watch. I actually was going to pl- I played a clip for Justin on the dressage. And because some of the writers use like common music, like Adele or like Snoop Dogg or something. And it's so funny seeing the horse trot to the beat um but i put it on and you know it tells you how long the video is and it was like five hours he was like five hours i'm not watching that i was like i'm not showing you the whole thing but i could sit there and watch that for five hours guaranteed (laughs) um okay so uh, i said i was going to have a video so i only have two um TikTok videos for everybody today. They're from um, our Australian swimmer, Sam Fricker. And so this is him. I guess someone commented on a post about why he doesn't have uh, a six pack. Well, the reality of the situation is he doesn't have a six pack because um, he has a more than a six pack. <laughs> and so uh, here's that. All right. Okay. I'm going to turn the music off so it doesn't get clipped. But um, so he's like, six pack, what? And then, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll back this up here. Go ham. Okay, here it comes. Like, what? This is <laughs> Salem. You've got to quit messing with the microphone, dude. This is not a sport for you. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was great. And then, um, we have one more from him that uh, I saw. He was telling us uh, the difference um, in speedos. This is the difference between the training and the competition speedos. Now the training ones have this green and gold pattern all the way across the front and across the back here. Whereas the competition ones don't have it on the back and they only have the green and gold pattern on the front left. Now that's the difference. In case anybody wanted to know. <laughs> I think you just wanted to hear him talk. I love the Aussie accent. It's just like, yes. Uh, Chris says, call me ignorant, but they're adding so many Olympic sports that I didn't even know they were sports. They're just activities you want to enjoy. Okay, so uh, I I was going to mention this a minute ago. There used to be in the Olympics, um, I'm going blank, Uh, tug of war. That used to be an Olympic sport. Oh my God, I think I knew that. And so it would be a group of, I think, five or six men on each side, and um, they would have a certain amount of time, and it would be whoever could move uh, the point six feet, that would be the team that won. Uh, And so I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of interesting sports that are in the Olympics that are no longer uh, considered. Firefighting used to be in the Olympics. Um, I didn't know that. I guess if you think about it, it's very athletic. You know, you think uh, uh, firefighter training, um, having to carry weights and go upstairs and whatever like that. Uh, Roller skating. uh, 
I think yes. There was also there was also something that included roller skating that was kind of like field hockey, but you had roller skates on um, that did have an appearance at one point. Okay, I have to do what Salem. One sec. Salem. So I really didn't know that firefighting was uh, an Olympic sport. Yeah, it's just like so many of these things, like, you know, some things deserve to be uh, a sport in the Olympics. And then others, I'm like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) But I do love, uh, I think skateboarding has been great. Uh, They had surfing, which I think is great. Surfing is just so fun to watch. We have a lot of things sometimes here once a year, there's like a surfing events. Um, I actually learned that my high school back in the day, so we had this lot, lot, not lot, but like this central area that was enclosed. It was in a hallway and it had all these trophy cases on it. So I spent many hours there, you know, kind of waiting, um, you know, when you're like waiting for something or they had tables mm-hmm. there for studying. And I learned we had like a wind sailing team back in like the early 1900s or something like that. Oh, wow. Because my school, my high school was, I went to Fort Myers High School in Fort Myers, Florida. So you know, it was, it was older as an older school, but um, just seeing like all the trophies of like weird sports and clubs that were super, apparently super popular in those decades. And, you know, they kind of shift and fall out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's super interesting. Some of the things that are on there. Um, I think that at one point they were wanting to add uh, like American football, but then that's, you know, a little more difficult because of far who plays it and what they don't. But there used to be croquet uh, in the Olympics. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and then like cricket, uh, <coughs> lacrosse used to be something, uh, motor boating used to be in the Olympics. <laughs> now, Matt. Matt, Stop. that's not <laughs> that's not <laughs> what it is. <laughs> but wait, when I visit you, do you want a motorboat? <laughs> but no, it actually involved uh, uh, an event. They say strictly for men. Uh, they had to race five laps around a specific accor- course, uh, like I guess like in a speedboat. Um, which okay, interesting. When you describe it like that, it sounds awful. <laughs> like, you know, those things like describe your, describe your favorite, <laughs> describe your favorite movie poorly or something, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, um, yeah, we, we should do that. Um, I was thinking uh, we should have Clint on what, well, actually one of the things I want to record with him is we read him things and have him see if he can figure out what it what the term is like an lgbt term mm-hmm. and i thought that would be fun and then i thought of a challenge though do you think dad jokes are funny cody just out of curiosity like do they make you laugh i don't know i don't know so i thought it'd be really funny to have somebody either one of our mutuals that's on with us or have clint come in and do it and um read dad jokes to us and whoever laughs loses now i will tell you i will probably lose like hands down but i thought it would be funny i would win (laughs) uh cody's like i'm dead inside i would win this chris says okay cody i think you're starting to make stuff up (laughs) nope nope uh so here's a few more real quick uh so we have tandem biking matt we could do this (laughs) 
right? <laughs> and it, they there was underwater swimming, and then you have this like mask. I don't know what's up with this. Uh, I guess you swim a long distance, and that's why you have to have it. Um, yeah, and let's see, do tug of war, biking. <laughs> uh, let's see, Bosque Pelote, racquetball, basically squash. Oh, here we go. Here's croquet. croquet. I do love doing this. I used to do it all the time at my grandmother's house. Croquet? Yeah. Plunge, Plunge for, for distance. It involves diving into a pool and then gliding while remaining completely motionless. <laughs> Obstacle race swimming, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's just a few of them. Well, the Olympics. There's so much, so much there. But... Uh, <laughs> I think that's all I have to show you as far as Olympic stuff, but uh, uh, it's been fun. It's been exciting. Of course, the Winter Olympics. Sorry. <laughs> Winter Olympics in three or four months. Um, we'll see if those happen. I don't know. It's very uh, iffy, I would, if I, iffy, I think, right now. Are we going to have Matt, the Comic Cast Olympics when I come to visit? Like, we'll do like an obstacle course or something. We'll have Justin I mean, I think set it we up. have to. I think we have to. Plunge right? for distance. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll wear a Speedo. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to keep bringing back Sam's TikToks occasionally once he's, even though the Olympics aren't happening, because why not? And Tom Daly. Uh, I may have to, we may have to have like a segment, Tom Daly crochets and um, just. I love that he's been sitting there watching the different uh, team events or the diving and swimming and just sitting there cro crocheting. Yeah, it's a pretty it's pretty amazing actually. I love like, crocheting as well. So basically, I don't know how to. Oh my Did gosh! You know so I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win when we have to have a crochet competition. A crochet off. Crochet off. What do we have to? What would be the challenge? What would be the thing we have to make? It has to be something easy. Uh, a scarf. Oh, okay. I have. Well, I had a lot of more inappropriate ideas, but okay. We can oh, do. Uh, I did see that someone, um, not crochet, but knit. Um, you can buy a knitted Speedos. Or not Speedos, but jock straps or like underwear of sorts. I thought they were really cute. And they look like little sweaters. And I saw they we'll were like gray. And, um, That'll I, be the thing. We I want we'll make cute undies. And, uh, I mean, I guess I can show them off, right? Right. Totally appropriate. Well, have to do like a fashion show. Well, everybody, um, I don't know what's going on. Um, that's all of our Olympic stuff. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed us talking about Olympics the last handful of weeks. Uh, little did we know when, when I first mentioned it, like two months ago, I guess at this point that Matt would surprise us with his Olympic <laughs> knowledge um that he has i've always and been fascinated by um the olympics and that goes back to like for my love of uh greek mythology and studied it then and i always thought it was amazing it makes for amazing art which of course i've studied um if you don't know this about me uh, i was really good at my humanities classes and i've taken extra ones because i love history as well so again the history part's probably not surprising but i 
did very well in my all my humanities class. I even took another one just a few years ago. Um, and so I spent a lot of time studying the art and all of that. So uh, our more, mo I guess you say modern day Olympics. I'm always, I think Olympians in any sport, they're always so fascinating because there's a work ethic and drive, excuse me, that comes with them. And watching them is like watching art in motion. And I think that's really great. So it's just something, it's just for me, it's an easy subject to read about. And I seem to retain it when I read it. So it was just easy. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, but, you said uh, you don't have as much knowledge on winter sports. Is that correct? That is correct. I know some about it. I mean, I can probably tell you some basics, um, but that might be because of Gus Kenworthy and Adam Rapone <laughs> and other, you know, like other larger named yeah. ones that have kind of started bringing it. I have tried to be better about watching things about it. Um, it just was never something we really we really watched. Um, my mom was a huge fan of, well, okay, so we all know about um, like uh, the Chrissy Yamaguchi. No, um, oh my gosh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding drama. My mom was a huge fan of Chrissy Yamaguchi. And I do know about one of the major Olympic tragedies from, I think it was the 50s, where there was a plane crash and it killed the entire Olympic uh, ice skating team, if I remember correctly. I think it was in the, I want to say like the 50s, like the 40s or 50s. And it, you know, demolished the sport, you know, because you imagine your top 15 or 20 countries, athletes, and probably their coaches and whoever else was on this plane. That's, that's like century. That's like a couple centuries of experience and knowledge all in one metal tube that crashed. You know, so I do know some things and probably you were probably not expecting me to say that at all because you're just I know your facial expressions and you're like, yeah, where the f did that come from? Everybody. <laughs> he said he didn't know anything. And then he's pulling out this like thing that probably no one knows much about. So, right. But that's a huge event. Um, yeah. You know, so it was I like I said, I've tried to be better about reading about it. But, you know, my love for the Olympics kind of came from. Back in the day, you know, the Greeks had funeral games. They basically had games for everything. Um, so it was always about reading about that and just being a kind of a geek in general. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, Adam Rapon will once again grace us with his presence at the Olympics. Everyone's it's favorite. Funny. my or no, I don't think it's everyone's favorite, but my favorite, Johnny Weir, will obviously be back for commentary with Tara Lipinski. I think the greatest duo of commentators that there ever has been. Uh, because I just love them. And Adam Rapon, if you haven't had a chance, you just want to see some fun stuff on Twitter, on NBC Olympics. Um, he's had like a little show that they do once a day and he, it's, it's kind of some fun stuff. Uh, even though the Olympics are over, it would be fun just to go glance at it. I do love Adam Rapon. I'd say if this dang pandemic wouldn't have happened, I would have gone and tried to become Adam Rapon's friend since he lives just down the street, you know? Um, but the pandemic happened and I can see it's really unfortunate. Put a, yeah, it really put a damper <laughs> on your, like, you know, um, brunch. I mean, what? <laughs> Matt, what would you do if one day I just sent you, like, a picture and I'm just, like, hang, hanging out with him, just, like, having um, drinks or something? I would think that was neat, but I will be honest. I am not really starstruck by people at all. I think they're really interesting, but I also recognize they're people. And, you know, like, in general, you know, it's like when um, people will say, like, when people ask um, some like newfound celebrity in an interview, what do you like when, you know, you're not, what's like, what's your thing when you're not 
doing your sport or your craft, like the other 80% of your time, what are you doing? They're like reading, you know, or like, I uh, like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll say reading. something like, Cody, that is not the, <laughs> I promise you that is not a hill you want to die on. <laughs> Maybe I'm the one that left the one star. <laughs> yeah. <I'm best. laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> no, I would have. Like, this jerk ain't going anywhere. He's gonna come and cast with me, writer. Not on this. Not in this holy house of hell. <laughs> uh, I think uh, one of the good interviews that just happened real quick. Uh, mentioning it, uh, Jennifer Aniston has gave a. She was in, on the cover of InStyle, and they were talking about different things. And I guess COVID got brought up, and she said that there has, she's had to cut people out of her schedule. Um, who uh, refused to get the vaccine or did not want to reveal their status on receiving the vaccine. And she's like, they just had to leave my life. Uh, And, um, you know, good for her. Uh, But uh, I guess that's all we have for everybody. Uh, It seems that, again, uh, we've mentioned it before, but uh, it seems everybody loves Bucky's. Um, So there's that. (laughs) That was... (laughs) It's like a cult thing. So when I moved to Texas, or well, so first everybody told me a cult well, thing that happened Texas, quickly. I was coming to, I was going to be coming to Austin. I found out in December of fifteen that I, I got the job. It was like, or a couple days after Thanksgiving that I got the promotion, and then I signed for it the following Monday and said, okay, I had four weeks to plan to move here, and I found out I was going to Austin, and um, so everybody was like, oh my god, it's like the live music capital of the world. It's also the allergy capital of the world. Um, and uh. And that's all I knew. And then, of course, everyone's going on about how how much, like, how the live music is great and all of this. And, I mean, a lot of people don't really know me very well, so they wouldn't know that I literally grew up in music and on music, and I hate live music. Like, hate it. There is nothing what? left that I want to do. I don't want to go to karaoke, and I don't want to go somewhere <gasps> where there's live music because I can't stand it. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because of growing up in music and with a pro musician grandfather who raised me and myself able to play multiple instruments, I can't not keep time. So when I'm listening, I can't, I can't take myself out. of. I go right back to it and I start counting in my freaking head. My band teachers would be so proud of themselves, but like I'll hear it and I'm just like, oh my God, they're a 16th of a beat off and I'm like losing my shit over it and I can't enjoy it. And so I just stopped enjoying it. But also people tend to really make freaking fools of themselves in places where there's live music. And I don't know why, like just enjoy the show and be respectful of the musicians, you know, Um, it's nerve wracking uh, to perform in front of people, you know? Yeah. Um, So maybe we should do karaoke as a Olympic sport. Yeah, totally. Um, You had me at Bucky's. Oh, and that was the other thing. People talked to me about Bucky's. And In and Out and Whataburger and Jack in the Box, and I've had. Okay, Bucky's is pretty cool. Um, Jack in the Box was okay. What I mean, Whataburger, I think it's okay, but it's okay in the way of oh well, I'm really hungry and I haven't, I don't feel like cooking and I don't want to eat any of the other forty eight things I've been eating for my entire life. Let's try this. Eh, you know, like I don't. Neither Whataburger or In and Out made me you know didn't i was not turned on yeah i mean i feel like we'll have we need to have a conversation i think this will be a good conversation to have um talking about that and food 
uh, because like I don't think you I think you have to compare it for what it is. So like Whataburger or oh I would put it on uh, the bottom. Absolutely you know, not. Anywhere you have to in the com- top five. But you have to compare it to fast food burgers. You know, it's it's like yeah, when I people am. when uh, oh hands down I am Whataburger sucks the like the burger tastes oh gross when you're biting into them I can literally taste the water squeezing out of them when I'm eating and it's happened both times I've eaten it not really oh like gosh. it and um, I would put it I at number it two number one would be In and Out ugh give me In and Out of there please. <laughs> Is okay, I don't hear out? anything from you, you illiterate peasant. You know, <laughs> is in and out go along with your bag of tricks? Uh, but apparently, uh, Bucky's you go? can get you can get a credit card if you want a Bucky's credit card. So that's that's something I don't know. And uh, Chris, you're right talking about you know one. There's one opening up in Daytona. Oh, Ron Bucky Johnson. Story, I haven't been to a like, Ron Johnson forever. <laughs> but also, okay, so like it says. Uh, in 1982 so it, I, this did not become a big thing in texas uh since 82 i had not honestly heard of bucky's at all until like the last like i always get confused too because i've been in california now for like six years but uh like in the last eight years i think it's really become what it is it's interesting that it was so silent for so long and then all of a sudden it's like bam it's like h-e-b in texas uh h-e-b everybody wants h-e-b yeah, they're obsessed with it. And I'm like, I don't understand obsessions with... I mean, if they have what you need, that's great. I mean, I can understand that, but it's like... It's, I do become obsessed with things. I don't. I'm the opposite of that. I very rarely... Like like uh, the whole conversation of like you being there with, like say, a celebrity. I would think that's very interesting. And I would say, oh, well, don't bother... My first thought would be, oh my gosh, don't bother them. Like, you're just hanging out with them. Just hang out with them. Catch me later. You know what I mean? Like, I would... I would feel like awful if, you know, because they're not an, a thing at the zoo, you know, like let them just be. Oh my God. But if I. <laughs> if God, Keith said, look at that adorable beaver. Never thought I'd say that as a gay man. <laughs> I feel like, uh, and then uh, Chris says, I feel like the one in Texas are better than the ones in Florida. Ours is a mix of Ron Johns and busy bees. Um, so uh, maybe if I do meet Adam Rippon and become his friend, um, we'll have to do like a little skit on TikTok where he like is in a cage. And oh, there you, you go. Know. You know, it's like you know, well, you know, just people treat celebrities and or well-known personalities, you know, like they know them personally. And I think that's a little. I think that just seems to cross boundaries. Whereas I'm just like, oh, that's really great. The thing that you do, whatever it might be, and then that's yeah, them alone. And totally if I true. Or if we were to organically meet and become friends, that's great. But yeah, you know. no, totally, yeah, totally true. I mean, I, I, I think I've told you this before, but uh, I've been, I would be like shopping because so my background TV uh, producer, but I was also on TV doing entertainment news, and um, but I would be like shopping in Target or something, like getting Christmas decorations or something, and uh, you would, ha- I would have people just come up to my, come up to me, and literally just start talking like having a conversation like we just had to pause for a second and then start the conversation back up that's how it was it wasn't like introduction or whatever it was just it just the conversation just started and it was like oh or you know i'd be walking out of the gas station and someone would just like start being like hey cody how are you doing 
And like, because I'm not in that mode, I'm just like walking out to my car to like go to work. And yeah. people are just talking to me. It was a very interesting thing. And it is a very interesting psychological situation uh, because, and, and the thing is, is a lot of these people, like especially morning show people, uh, today show, that kind of thing. Um, it makes a little sense because uh, these people watch you every single morning, five days a week or whatever. They begin their morning with you. Uh, the people on TV, we share our lives many times, what's happening, not really in depth, but you do learn like if someone's pregnant like and their kids things. and you're showing pictures. Uh, so you do, you do feel like you know them. And so when you do see them in public, that barrier that normally would be there is not there because it's like, oh, I know they're, they talked about their kids and this and that. And so it's like, oh, hey, so-and-so, how are you? Yeah. What are you I doing? Oh my God, never. that's so cute that you have that in the basket. What are you getting that for? <laughs> okay, Wait, everybody. What's that cucumber and mask for? <laughs> yeah. Well, as Chris said, it's part of Matt's bag of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's gonna that's gonna be on. Oh my God, Salem, you turned up the volume and it's very loud, dude. Um, that's gonna be on uh, a T-shirt. Bag of tricks. Matt's bag of tricks. Matt's bag of tricks. <laughs> Make well, sure. Well, you... I've got enough sayings now that we can start making um, merchandise. My favorite is like the walk it off grandma. You know, like <laughs> walk it off grandma. Uh, <laughs> just make sure that you hit the T instead of the D. Otherwise, it'll be Matt's bag of dicks. <laughs> okay, everybody. Is really a difference. Say <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean... This is what I deal with. One of the great things about doing this is when Salem shows up, we get some insight into some Cody's personal life. Or when Salem just... Well, to me, Cody's camera is frozen uh, with Salem coming at the camera, so I don't know actually what's happening now. Well, uh, I'm back. Uh, but uh, with that, everybody, we thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a great show. We hope you've enjoyed our Olympic stuff. Uh coming up in the winter we'll do some olympic stuff too uh we might have to do this yes. where matt um gives us uh lessons on what this means in the the winter sports what is that sport how do you score in that sport it'd be like a little teaching moment um but <clears throat> so we have that Cody, to look forward if there's to. anything i can tell you about myself is that people do not like to learn from me i promise do they not? Truly. oh <laughs> they my god not. people they do people not if you do all. not People, I'm going to cancel you if I know anybody who is, if it I'm is, producing this, first, by if, cast. Oh. If, if I'm producing this segment, you better like it and enjoy it and watch it. And if you don't, bye, bye. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, uh, we thank you for joining us uh, for this episode. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed uh, learning about Olympics with us. And uh, if you're also watching this and you didn't know about Bucky's, well, now you do. It's in Texas and Florida, and apparently it's amazing. And I think Matt, next time you're ever in one, we need to have it like a. You need to like do a little video tour with us so that we can learn more about this this cult that I'm not really aware of. Why? I'm really surprised that you know what I mean. It just seems like like I knew I I heard people talking about it, but again, like since I've been out of Texas, you know, I don't. 
there's not one just, nearby. You just seem to know these things, though. Like, like, yes, I know. I know that I know weird stuff that nobody expects me to know. But you're a Texan. Like, you're a real Texan. Like, I'm a transplant. I've only lived here five years. You were born and raised here. And um, so it See, just seems, think... even if it's not something you're into, I think it just, it seems like you just seem to know all those, like, cult-like appreciations. See, but that's the thing. I, I didn't know it was around in 82. I thought it was a fairly new-ish thing. Um, so I'm gonna have to do more research on this because I do think it got only big after I left because when I lived there, no one was talking about it. Um, and so, uh, I don't know. It's very weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that situation. Anyway, everybody, uh, <laughs> I think maybe I'll have a story about Bucky's next week. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> well, everyone, the, thank you the, for listening. Though. Behind this the scenes. Cody and I being more ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It goes on and on. Uh, and no one's turned off, so uh, I guess that's good because sometimes I'm like, no one cares. What am I? What? Why are you even watching us talk about nothing? Like, yeah, but I've always pushed. I'm all, so what when we do this, what you see, especially if you know me in person, this is exactly who I am on and off camera, like right down to weird, no like when I watch playbacks and I see like the weird noises and things that I do, I'm like, oh god, but I don't have to be. I get to be myself for this. That was the whole point of wanting to do this. And, you know, I actually said that in our very first, uh, in that very first live we did a couple years ago that almost nobody watched. Um, but it's recorded and out there. Um, I was adamant that we were going to do something where I could be my genuine self. And I wasn't going to restrain or curve myself to make other people comfortable. Because if they want, they don't like it, they can keep their own, make their own damn podcast. And you were just staring at the camera like, God, shut up, Matt. Like you were just so not here for it. And I didn't care. And I was like, I don't care. And this is what this is this is why I wanted to do this. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I think that's a great thing. And it is true. Matt is not <laughs> telling a lie. That's what makes him fun in purpose. But fun in person. Um <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, Keith cannot, there's no edit button for Keith and David. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris says, Cody, Matt has my pictures of my Bucky's outfit, so please put them in the Bucky special. Cody, I have to text these to you right now. Chris just sent them to me. They're amazing. Oh, okay. Just... Uh, I'll put them in the Bucky special. <laughs> Everyone, Bucky special is coming next week. I'll have something on the, <laughs> the Bucky's. Bucky special. The Bucky story coming up next week. Be sure and tell all uh, your friends to tune in next Friday at 5 o'clock. Uh, it won't be the Olympic special. Apparently, it may be the Bucky special. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll Did learn you get something. The they're coming uh, through. <laughs> They're so cute. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. That's going to be in the story. That'll be in the story, everybody. Tune in next Friday, five o'clock Pacific for the Bucky story, the untold story. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening now. Um, but yeah, we hope all of you enjoyed it. Uh, and be sure and tune in uh, next week. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday, we have new podcast episodes. Um, we talk about the need for more LGBTQ politicians um, to help us. More representation uh, for us. Yes. And then we also talk about uh, more celebrity stuff, but celebrities not taking baths. Um, and so that was Ugh. gross. But <laughs> You know, I even actually, I cut off Cody on that. I was like, look, I know it's interesting, but at the same time, like, why did anybody feel the need to well, say that? Anyway, we, yeah, we'll talk about it. We, we, 
I am just as grossed out next week than I am as I am right now, I promise. And we also <laughs> talked about talking about people like uh, sharing information they didn't need to. We do uh, talk a little bit about the Matt Damon thing. I'm sure many of you probably have heard where he just was in a press He's so junket. so proud of himself. <laughs> a press junket and literally just decided to share, was not asked, again, was not asked. He just was like, yeah, I don't say the uh, F word slur against gay people anymore ever since my daughter said uh you probably shouldn't use that <laughs> making it seem like it just like happened yesterday but again no one asked you why are you telling people that you still use that word but we talk about that too because uh uh celebrities are weird and i guess uh, the ones that don't bathe you probably don't want to be around matt they may be like animals right <laughs> i just i'm so <laughs> I'm done with people. <laughs> uh, bathe everybody. Wear your yeah. mask because it's important to wear your mask right now. Uh, if you're listening to this replay and you haven't gotten vaccinated, um, we've been saying it a lot, so I don't know why you aren't vaccinated, but get vaccinated. Uh, be safe. Yeah, that's going to be our new thing. Wear a mask and take a bath or shower because you should. <laughs> I have not taken one today, though, but tonight. Tonight I will. You filthy slut. Ah, okay, everybody. We'll see, see you there's later. Cody. Bye. There, that is like the Cody I'm used to. Right there. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. <laughs>